0: Stunned her, but she had learned long ago to simply answer, never argue a query, no matter how conversational it sounded. I don't know. Rachel had answered. Had she ever been a child? So much she had taken from her. You allowed it to be taken. Doesn't matter anymore. I am what I have become. Christian leaned forward and pressed a palm to the cool glass. The window spanned one complete wall of her room and viewed the mini-paradise outside. His fingers were long, elegant, but powerful, capable of cutting off breath, of snapping a collarbone. He remained beside her, too far to touch, too close to disregard. Breaths moved in soft rhythm from his chest. Always his presence was impeccable, precise, tainted only by the warm spice from the soap he used. Rachel could feel him on her skin, taste him in her throat, predatory his sensuality, and so dangerous. What of you? A destructive curiosity had made her wonder. The little girl lost inside her cringed. What made you the man you are today? He'd answered after a few beats. The same thing that made you what you are. She had suspected as much. Trained. Trained. "'Don't falter. Concentrate. "'You cannot achieve success without sweat, struggle, and, yes, blood. "'This is what you are meant to be. "'Brutal mastery of a naive and frightened teenager. "'No one cared for you. "'I do. Only I love you, Rachel Blue. "'A cruel love, that. "'And then she had dared ask, "'How did you get away from him?' She had heard Christian's grin, a little exhale of air from his nose, and then that slight lift of his mouth on the left side. Evil, that grin. I killed him. Now Rachel tucked her head down and twisted to search the rain-distorted shadows dancing against the east wall of the compound. Was Christian dead? I killed him. No, she would not think it. She was no murderer. Life was too precious. The machine that she had become had not been programmed to kill. She and Christian had been fencing. Not a friendly spar, but instead a no-holds-bar teaching experience that ever impressed her of Christian's skills. Still more powerful than you. Fencing wasn't a practical skill, not in this age of high-caliber weapons and extreme martial arts. But it did teach balance and build stamina and it forced you to pre-think your moves, to learn to anticipate the opponent's next move or two. The slightest miscalculation could result in injury, as the scar on Rachel's jaw attested. When the downpour began, Christian had reveled in the challenge, as had Rachel. She liked to test her body's limits. The mud and cold did not disappoint. Mud suctioned every footstep, and intermittent spots of wet grass tested her balance. They'd been fencing for half an hour, had ignored the crew's leave for market. Then it had happened. Jaw tight, Christian had let out a yelp and clutched his forehead. Rachel's initial thought was to run to him, brief that moment of compassion. But conditioning had taught her to staunchly stand back, hide emotion, hold your war stance, never let the opponent see there may be weakness lurking within. I am not weak. I am a survivor. In the next instant... Christian began to fall, the rapier still gripped in his outstretched hand, ready to deflect the riposte Rachel hadn't finished. His shoulder hit the ground first. Mud splattered his eyelids. A spasm rocked him to his back where he now lay half in, half out of shadow. His legs were visible in the glow, beaming down from the rusted metal yard light. Tentatively, Rachel had stepped across the courtyard and bent over him. Extending a hand to touch, retract. Wide, empty blue eyes, unblinking. Dark lashes deflected the raindrops. Did he see her? What had happened? She hadn't completed the riposte. Her blade had gone nowhere near his face. Yet he clutched his head. Could it be? The migraines. At rare times, Christian would closet himself away in his room. No entrance. Punishment waited should she make noise. The cook had reluctantly revealed Christian's debilitating secret years earlier after Rachel had threatened her with a hot frying pan. He doesn't want you to know about them. One of these days one of those nasty headpins will kill him. Rachel would not have hurt the woman, but she knew the value of a threat. Still squatting, Rachel lifted her head, keeping her back to the fallen man. Sweet the rain's fragrance, like a wide open field. Lightly it fell in her heart. After all this time, had the moment finally been granted? This is it. You've been planning for this day ever since. I know you love me, Christian had said one night many months earlier. Or had it been years? So difficult to track time here in Christian's world away from society. The last birthday she'd celebrated was her sweet sixteen. Not so sweet, she recalled. Calculating in his devotion, Christian's ice-blue eyes held a flame frozen in their centers. As well, I know your hate for me is equal to the love. That's the way it should be. Black and white. No gray. Never think you can walk away from me, Rachel Blue." Whenever he used her middle name, it cemented the fact he knew so much more about her than she could begin to know about him. Rachel Blue, spoken in his claiming whisper, had become a vile oath over the years. I made you, Rachel Blue. I am you. Always, he held the upper hand. She had believed in him. She loved him. Yes, he had made her. Christian had taken her from an ugly life and placed her into his own. A machine, he often admiringly said of her. My pretty machine. But for all he had given Rachel, the one thing he denied her, intimacy, cleaved at her soul. Just one kiss, please. Always denied. Sex was required. A tool used to gain advantage over a mark. But to press together their mouths violated the invisible boundaries Christian kept secured about him. And so Rachel had begun to make plans. To invest in hope. Everything was ready. She needn't much. A change of clothing, some cash, and her passports. The few of the necessities she had inventoried were locked in Christian's safe. An easy crack. Decisive, Rachel stood and eased back her shoulders to stretch the muscles chilled by the rain. Realizing she still held the rapier, she thrust it forward. It landed in a growing puddle with a tinny splash. Touche, she whispered, so unsure of this gift of victory. How much time before the cook and garland? More a periphery guard than the gardener, for he did pack heat, returned, another hour tops. They'd taken the off road, but the Cleo remained on the car shed. Escape? She needed but ten minutes twisting to face the fallen man, her teacher, her mentor, her lover, her tormentor. Rachel shrugged off the Kevlar jacket and dangled it in her left hand. Rain soaked through her thin cotton muscle shirt. Two paces placed her over the prone body of a man she truly did hate, as much as she loved. Love confused. Hate, well, (laughs) that was a prime bit of high, wasn't it? Lifting a boot to toe Christian's leg. She paused. A touch might wake him from a mere faint. Too risky. She ran her palm up her left arm and shivered. Short breaths misted before her. Strange. She'd just noticed how cold the rain actually was. Beneath her palm she felt the raised lines in the bulge of her bicep. Two inserts, half an inch long and thin as a toothpick, just below her skin tracking devices implanted when she had first arrived at the ranch. I'll always know where you are, Rachel Blue. Slipping a hand over her sodden clothing, she glided her fingers into the back pocket of her pants. The small leaf shaped push dagger fitted into her palm and with a flick she exposed the blade. Now to forever remove Christian Lazar from her life. Chapter One Eight Months Later A Midwestern Metropolitan City Monday, 2.11 a.m. The brushed surface of the steel door bore minute lines in the cold metal. The anti-penetration plate proved an unwanted tactile sensation, which made concentration initially frustrating. A full minute passed, her fingers idly twisting the heavy...